You're listening to the Mind Takeaway podcast, where we talk about all things mind-related and embrace what it is to be human in an age of technology, digitalization, and information overload. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and share with your friends. In this episode, Peter speaks to Janine Merman, an artist and a blogger, and they talk about the importance of creativity in our lives whether it's our private lives or related to business. Okay, hi there. So I'm actually with Janine Merman. So welcome. Hello, nice <laughs> to be here. Likewise, great to have you here. You're an artist and you have a blog as well, and you could call it a creativity and lifestyle blog, is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay, for the purpose of people watching and listening, can you just explain exactly what what that entails because obviously I've had a good look at it but it's not really just a blog there's many aspects of that right yeah too but I would say the center is blogging because blogging is a really nice way to share what I'm doing and how I live and it's called Coloresco and it's an absolutely fancy name that I created but that expresses exactly what I'm living Mm -hmm. Um, a life full of colors a very diverse life um, active life and creative life. So it touches many, many things. And um, the blog is the concentration. But as you have seen it, there are paintings on there. Um, my illustrations are there. Um, I showcase also photography mm. and um, some projects like the little magazine I do. But mainly the blog um, is, my, is my extended voice to the people out there to share, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I just tried out. This mm. is what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm perfect at anything. I would not claim I would, I'm an expert in abstract painting or in black-white photography, but mm-hmm. I want to give um, encouragement to the people out there to, hey, look, you have a lot of nice tools. If you fancy doing this, just do it like I did it. And then I share a mix of, my experiences and a mix of guides and tips and yeah, practical tips, for example, if you want to know how to start a photo collage or mm. um, sharing my takeaways and then also articles and connecting also with, with other people through that. Yeah. Sounds great. And uh, the piece of art in the background, is that yours? Yeah, that's also mine. Okay, for the purpose I of called it. I called it... Um, so this was the first one from, uh-huh. a whole, from a whole series. So this is what I've learned as well, um, to concentrate my creative energies in, in a project. And I gave myself um, an own goal. And I said, oh, I want to create five pieces. And that was yeah. the first of using um, abstract and liquid painting. And you have no idea what's coming out at the end. And so this was the first one. And I actually called it Coloresco as well. And um, yeah, and I used a lot of colors. Again, Coloresco is a mirror of um, different, vibrant, uh, intense colors. Mm. And that's the name of your blog, correct? Yes, that is. Yeah. And for the people who can't obviously see this, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, we'll, we'll actually share a link for you so you can actually see this piece of art as well. Yeah. So I just want to ask you, you mentioned that um, you know, you're not really an expert and I guess correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you're trying to help people be more creative, right? Or inspire people. Yeah. Yeah. So what brought me, 
yeah, what brought me to to my whole or my whole journey when I look at myself or when you is this when you ask people what is your story? It's so clear that my story is that I've been encouraged to use creativity and use and explore tools and being creative. But then on the way you get uh, become an adult and you are establishing yourself in the world of working and having, you know, you need to pay your bills, etc. You lose a little bit of that. Yeah. And I have always, I found always in my circle of people, always people who are artistic, who are creative, who have something, a very big passion. And the passion is disconnected to how they get um, their money and how they earn money or how they survive in their life. Yeah. So every time um, I met those those people, I was also thinking because I kept my creativity and I was myself, you know, on a long journey to to really combine it. And I'm still there. It's I think it, it, this is my life that I would just um, bring this together. But I thought I meet so many other people who are sharing the same challenge or mm. sharing um, or sharing really the same experience how can i actually help them and just motivate them to to not give up for example and also to yeah look um for opportunities in the job but so i always say i can't sometimes when people ask me who are you are you an artist or do you like business more because mm. and i always say i can't i would not decide i'm, I'm both um and i want to connect I could not live only being an artist, an arty and creative in this sense. And I could not only sit in an office and type into my computer or work um, in a very corporate way. I always need to have the balance of both. Mm. And I strongly believe in, in the future that our jobs will change and that we need more creativity um, and the creative skills. So that encouraged me even more to put this out there. And um, share it with people and open their eyes that they can bring that into their jobs. They should not give it up. Jobs are changing or they can actually take the lead and form their own jobs. Mm. So I heard a lot of complaints. So I thought, Yeah, hmm. me too. I mean, I'm, I'm very similar that I had a corporate job for many years, you know. Yeah. And it's only now that I'm pulling away and working full time on, you know, this, the mind takeaway and stuff with Mira. And it, it's interesting that you say that... Um, you know, creativity, it's its there for the taking, right? It's in you, it, it isn't just a separate thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess many people, it's just a simple misunderstanding that they think it's just connected to art. But I'm guessing that you can enjoy uh, many a- aspects of your corporate career if you get more creative, right? And I'm guessing yeah. that, that can actually help you get over many of the challenges and hurdles you face. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, let's be honest, we all need to pay our bills, right? Uh, yeah, true. And it can be tough because I've had this as well in the past where I really just wanted to give up the, you know, the job to actually spend my time full-time working on all of my creative projects or endeavours. But let's be realistic, it's not always possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, I actually did that, for example. I took yeah. a risk um, a couple of years ago mm. and... When I look back at this decision, it was the right decision and it brought me to another job that was and is actually the job for me. So it was a risk. So this is also what I'm saying um, to people out there. Take a risk. If you're not happy, the job killed me. It was a toxic environment. It was boring work after a year. 
Mm. And it didn't really help me to see a future with it. It was, um, you can't say um, it was a bad company or bad people. There. It was just not, I was not fitting in. I was not happy. And I could see slowly myself, you know, had no energy. You get sick. You, you struggle with um, the whole energy of your body and, and mm. mental health as well. So I said, okay, I need, I need to stop this. And I was yeah. brave and I stopped this. And besides this being really responsible for myself, I, I have no partner in my life. So I had to really take care of myself. But mm. I still took it. What I had was encouragement and support from, from my friends. So I had a supporting network um, around me. And being really honest and true with myself, quitting it, and then sitting down and taking time to really think what's the next step and being open then and look, looking out there. Yeah. It's a challenge because when you have children, when you're in different situations, you need to really, um, yeah, you can't be without money, unfortunately. Mm. We're living in, the, in this system. But, but you would say it's possible, right? I mean, it's possible. You know, yeah. you live in Peru. Yeah, I guess for us to, we, you know, me too, I don't have children. Uh, and, you know, we all have friends with kids and I can see the challenges that they face. But what I learned is when, when I didn't have corporate work or work that was not creative, I had a lot more time. But weirdly enough, I didn't, I seemed to struggle to get more done, if that makes sense. So actually <laughs> having, having a few hours here and there during the week to, you know, follow your dreams or get creative or, you know, do something that's, uh, that I guess you're pass passionate about. Yeah. That's really yeah. valuable, right? And it is possible. Yeah. 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 And can I ask you, in terms of creativity, uh, what, what do you think it is and where do you think it comes from? I know that's quite so a big So my, question. yeah, um, <laughs> I read, a, it was also a journey to, to be able, or it took me years to probably talk about this or being very aware of what it is. In the beginning, it's something I was unaware of. Mm. I took for granted probably because um, it, it, I would connect it to a child mindset back, a child's mindset back. And you don't really think about it. You just have it and you use it and you live with it and you have fun. And then only when, when you get older, creativity is something that we put in a box, put away, or we make it maybe more abstract or mm. um, judge it and make it actually unavailable for us because it's something that we all own. It's, some, it's a human speciality, I would say. It's like awareness that we are, have this ability to be aware of something and can imagine something. Creativity is something that everybody owns to a certain, probably to a certain level. Mm. And the challenge or the mission or, you know, my view is that there are two things that we need to do more is making people aware of that, they have it, encourage them, and then show them how to apply it. Mm. It is something that, everybody owns because we, we, we said it when, um, when they see someone is painting, they think, oh, you are creative, but actually you should be careful and say, yeah, you paint and you are artistic probably. Mm. When you take photographs, the same, it's an artistic thing. Um, then you, you meet uh, one of my friends is a data scientist and they have to 
really solve crazy uh, tricky problems mm. and they have to find that in ways where I can only say in creative ways so it's not you know science is creative as well and um, it's not only to the artistic world limited to the artistic world mm. it is when you go in your kitchen and you cook something freestyle cooking I was just um, doing this last weekend and uh, I remembered I was watching a show where in Germany, it's a very old show where you go and buy stuff for 10 pounds now, I would say. It's very little money, but someone is buying ingredients. You have no idea what they're buying. And then you have 15 minutes to create a meal and that will be judged. Um, right. Yeah. I remember seeing something similar in the UK. And yeah. when you so see limited, it, yeah, they have a limited budget, right? right? And, then, yeah. and then they go off and create a really cool dish yeah. with like 10 euros. Yeah. yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, what occurred to me when, when you were just talking, like creativity, or, or at least this is my experience of where I see it, it it's, it's everything, it, it what makes us human. So yes. we apply creativity to everything we do in life. It's just that, I guess, I, I don't know about other societies, but I know in Western society, that's what I've grown up in pretty much, that we've been told that it's for the few, you know, it's for the privileged and stuff like this, which I kind of don't believe. Mm. I don't think so. Even um, I used to live with a Brazilian uh, lady mm. here in London for more than four years, and she invited me to Brazil as well. And she, I, I experienced a lot, and I've learned a lot about Brazil. And you have these big differences between rich people or privileged people and poor people. And it's what, for example, what you see with less privileged or poor. It sounds really harsh or a bit weird to to use these words, but the people who's who have less tools, um, less tools in the sense of technology maybe, they still use what they have. For example, mm. I saw they create jewelry out of um, um, the plastic bottles and they color those plastic bottles. They take, um, I don't know, they, they, they take whatever they can get for cheap and what, what's around them and they create jewelry, little, um, you know, little, figures and they tell mm. their stories through it it's colorful it looks um people would judge maybe sometimes very um immature or childish but it's like uh, who cares you know it's it's they they love it they create it and they try to to survive it they mm. try to sell it of course and it's something they can also stick to it which you know something they love to do Mm, pure um, creativity. And that's, yeah. That's, yeah, and that's where I think it's everywhere. It's on all levels. Mm. You just need to really, really be aware and use it. And you know what you said there about, you know, they have limitations, right? Because there's only so much money, so that they're just, I guess, utilizing what they can grab to hand and, you know, recycling, I guess, or upcycling mm. is, you know, the trend nowadays. And I think that's a really cool point about creativity that actually sometimes these limits, right, can be yeah. really rewarding because I can only say from a music standpoint as a musician, right, in the past I've, I've had an overabundance of instruments and I've been very privileged and lucky to have that. But sometimes it was overwhelming because I didn't really... Mm -hmm know what to do I went into a session and there's like 10 synthesizers there and I'm like oh god what do I do next but actually when I was younger I only had one you know I didn't yeah. have enough money yeah. to you know I used to save for years to you know to buy certain bits of kits to yeah. be able to you know work on it 
And I guess that's probably the case for everyone. A lot of people, yeah, in, in, in our society, I must say, because, for example, I mean, okay, now there is no excuse anymore with really great um, cameras in the iPhone, for example. Mm. But I, I've heard people saying, oh, I can't do this video or I can't do this little yeah. animation or um, I'm not good at this and I need to buy a proper camera. And so just start with what you have um, and encourage people to uh, not look at others. They compare, this may be also something that I really stopped doing. I, I can't mm. compare myself to anyone out there i just do my stuff yeah, and this is too. where yeah. the confidence starts to grow mm. and it's also where, where i try to encourage other people just go with it do it try it use what you have don't wait for your two thousand pounds or euros that you have to buy a camera and go to this um class or course to get the skills start with what you have and then build it build it from there yeah. And also, I, I pre, yeah, it's the same with kids. So it's this, I would call it, there is a problem of distraction these times. Mm. Yeah, that, sure. uh, When you have too many instruments, before do you start? When you have only one or two, then it's, there is, you don't need to waste your cognitive mm. energy to, to think about and ask yourself, okay, what do I want to use? You just use what you have. Yeah. And it's with so many other things that we are, we have too many things. Technology. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're spoiled nowadays, especially in the digital age. Yeah. As you say, there's yeah. too, too much distraction. There's too many toys at hand. Uh, photography is a really good example. I'm not a professional photographer. I have friends. Um, I know you take pictures. I have friends who are pros and you know spend thousands of pounds on gear. But yeah, I mean, I've got a Pixel Three now. That, you know that Google phone. Again, I'm not trying to, you know promote Google, but the phone camera is unbelievable. I was actually blown away how good it is. So yeah, I totally agree. It's great for people to hear this, that, you know, if, if you want to go and take pictures, use what you have. Yeah. And I'm guessing that if, if that lights you up and you become passionate, then slowly but surely that might lead to you acquiring more gear to do it. But I, I think I made the mistake in the past as well with many things creatively. I got excited got too far ahead of myself and bought lots of gear and then that actually didn't become fun because <laughs> you have to learn how to use it and obviously yeah. it's lots of money yeah true and there's that pressure it's like oh my god i've spent this much money so when do we get the return on investment <laughs> and then that completely eliminates the reason for when you know for the reason you started it right that you just yeah. it was passion um, you've you thought there was something that was going to excite you so you took a few steps forward right yeah exactly yeah. 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 What else? Um, in terms of your experience, if you look at creativity and the way you've created, for example, that piece of art that's behind you there, in the past, have you ever struggled with writer's block or, <laughs> you know, I said. The lack of output and creativity. Yeah. There are always phases, I think, and everybody yeah. can relate to this. Can you share, have you ever had that for yourself? And if you have got stuck creatively, is there anything that you do personally or mm. is useful to you? Yeah. Helps? I think it, it would probably be different for everyone else. Of and, course. You yeah. know, when you are full-time creative or artist, it's probably different than me. So I speak from the perspective of a person who is creative in her free time but has jobs 
um, that are really connected to marketing, project management, customer service, etc. And for me, it was always losing the balance, losing the balance in the sense of um, that something you experience something that stressed you out, and this leads to that you are getting slowly, you know, losing the healthy energy, I would say. So two things there. There are two things that I always need to check with myself. So actually really asking myself, okay, what's going on here? And usually it was that a job took over my whole life that you work extra hours um, mm. because you really want to be successful and you want to be helpful and you want to disappoint someone but you're stretching yourself and over a certain time of period, you are depleting your energies or you are, you are really hurting your body. You are, you're not doing good. So you lose the balance. And every time when I think, or for me, when I struggle with being creative, it is down to that I'm not healthy. I'm not feeling balanced. Because otherwise I would always um, have enough energy Mm. And I need to bring, so I need to bring myself back into a state where I can think probably and where I can make steps. And then the next step would be taking time and taking time to reflect mm. and taking time not to stress myself, to, to work on myself actually. And, and it, it's, it's an exercise you, um, I did or it's something I had to do for a couple of years to find my way with it. So every time something happens with me that I struggle with ideas or I can't get this out or I have pressure that this needs to be done next week, um, the main, the basic is that I need to be in a good condition, so mentally and, and healthy. And mm. when I lose that, I don't have the problem, to be honest, when, when, when I have this balance. It, I, I never... In those phases on these periods, I never struggled with not having ideas. It's the mm. opposite that you sometimes yeah. have too many ideas and mm -hmm. you, yeah. you connect. Even, even that can be a challenge, them. right? You yeah, can, you uh, would love to have more time for this. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can trick yourself and think it's an issue because you're over creative, even though I don't think that exists, right? If I can go back to what you said about the, the mental part, yeah, I totally get that because <laughs> I actually struggled with it. I'm laughing now because. Spent a good, you know, eight years, nearly a decade of torturing myself sometimes, even though I was really, you know, active then, lots of um, output, etc. But if it didn't go my way, I would come up with some usually bullshit idea that <laughs> I wasn't creative in that in that period. And if I look back at the music I created, then I could even understand my own psychology where I was struggling. But correct me if I'm wrong you're creative all the time, right? And the only thing that gets in the way of it is, is our contaminated thinking. And I'm guessing that yeah. if you just get over that, as soon as your mind clears, you're ready to go, right? Is yeah. that what you were saying? So yeah. in terms of the mental side of it, um, so what, what would you do? If, if, if you were thinking that you weren't creative, would you just stop what you were doing and go and do I do. I do a couple of things. And this is, for example, what I was writing about it as well. Um, especially then also when I observe it with, with my friends, so it's not only me. Um, the first thing is really taking care of myself. So I start working out. If I did, it, yeah. it sounds funny. It, and maybe people would think it's crazy and it hasn't to do with um, a creative block or so, but I would start working out again. 
and yeah. get my body moving. So this is what works for me. Mm. I feel stronger, healthier, I sleep better. And then the next thing is um, going on diets. And I was writing about that a couple of weeks ago, going on a social media diet mm. to reduce the noise and the stress and would only consume things that maybe inspire me. I would go on also on a thought diet. And this is where I don't stress myself with, I need to be creative now. I mean, nothing, mm. nobody dies. Even if you miss a deadline, even if you don't get a job or money or something, mm. nobody dies. So you need to yeah. really calm down and I, I don't stress myself. Yeah, and then I want to go. Yeah, just what yeah, you said there. Sorry, just sorry to interrupt. <laughs> when you said that no one's going to die when you've got a deadline, that was my, one of my favorite issues or excuses why, you know, and I would really have some hairy moments, you know, before the project <laughs> due and stuff. But, but now I don't really have that. I mean, okay, I'm not knocking out commercially lots of music right now, but I totally see it from a different way now that actually as soon as you notice that you're having some kind of feelings around it, I would just stop. And as you say, yeah. I just do something else. So for me, again, it's different for everyone, right? But yeah, I would go out, do some exercise, change my surroundings. So going out stuff. with friends as well, yeah. you know, having yeah, fun well, and joy. Yeah. And it, mm. it's really a form of taking care of yourself. Mm. So would you say, and I mean, it sounds like, again, it's very personal. You know, we can give out hints and tips, right? But it, the universal bit, from what I've heard from, you know, our conversation is more around just changing what you're doing. So if you've got this voice in your head saying, oh, this isn't working or it, it, it doesn't become fun. And I'm guessing if you're already thinking about it, you're not in a state of flow. You're not yeah. in a pure creative space anyway. So maybe that's a good signal from, you know, your wisdom or whatever you want to call it to say, right, let's just stop for a minute. Um, not stressing, being yeah. patient, setting things into perspective. Mm. And then one thing, for example, if it's really critical and you have people struggle to start with something, then just copy something. Yeah. Start with a copy and then mm. start. This, this is something, you know, you want to create an illustration book and you have no idea, then and just start mm. with one, one, one idea. One, if it's just one little sketch. And yeah. from there, you can always, people struggle with also with, with the start. And once they start it, it's yeah. fine. I mean. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, the starting point, yeah, I love that because I used to too, me too. Um, and if I'm starting something creative now where I'm not, you know, I don't like to use the word expert, but I'm not really that, you know, confident, then sometimes it's like, right, what's the first few steps forward, right? Yeah. Um, I like that you said copy because even if we're not conscious of it, our experience of life that's took us up until this point now I'd hazard a guess that you pick up a lot of stuff on the way. Yeah. Um, influences, images, and God, I mean, now, now it's, you know, it's digital. It, it's overwhelming, right? But I'm guessing that some of the good stuff that you resonate with or you like or you gravitate towards comes out, whether you like it or not. And I, yeah. I actually think it's a good thing because I, I, I don't know if you've heard the term, everything's a remix. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's... Again, it's this view that regardless of what's put out there, you know, pure creativity, there's always going to be some influence or stamp on it. So, yeah, if you're starting out uh, on a project, then, yeah, just to copy something that you really like, I think that's a hell of a good starting point and great advice because that's all I did. 
I'm not going to lie, when I was first making house music. That's or, where we all started, right? Yeah, I used to copy the people I looked up to. And yeah. I'll be honest, I couldn't get anywhere near it because they were very good producers. And But the difference is it wasn't that my stuff wasn't great or, or you know, it didn't work for me. I wasn't happy with it. It was more, it was a different person's music, right? So because I tried to copy, even though I was trying to carbon copy it, like a photocopier, that never works, right? It, or at least in my experience, it, it doesn't quite sound the same because actually you're putting your stamp on it, whether you see yeah. it or not, right? And do you see that in your art? Did, is that how it starts for you? Or and obviously your experience now, so yeah, how, what's the different. process? It's different probably for our uh, different journeys a little bit when, when it comes to... Um, um, painting and being creative with painting, drawing, illustrating the things. Um, mm. I definitely started with copying. I saw um, my my dad copying um, a Picasso painting, and I was so fascinated by that. And because it was one of the people and painters, I'm, I will not get rid of him. I can can always read and learn from him. So, mm. and. Um, I wouldn't even mind to to create a whole series and just copy Picasso's, but I'm right now, you know, for for the sake of painting it and enjoying it. For example, I would really recommend it. Why not doing it? There are courses out there where you can just copy, um, you know, his painting and drinks or cold. And every bigger city, they have these. They take one famous painting and mm, they, yeah. they copy it. So it, it's a nice start. But when it, it depends where you are then, and when you go further, it's like you reach a natural point where you think, oh, I'm not happy with this copying. It's a bit boring. I need to do something about myself. <laughs> and then, then it gets you started thinking about, okay, yeah. what, what yeah. can I put in here that is me? And I think it is, you need to go and be, yeah, be on this journey. You start, it's a start. Unless you are so, I'm sure there are people who just put something out. They have already, you know, a unique style. Um, but if you don't, I would always say start like this. And when it comes to the music, I was never a fan of copying someone else. I was always, I want to sing my own song. <laughs> I want to create this. And it's the simplest song. I don't care. It's like, uh, I want to put my, my lyrics out there, my message, my chords. And I was not so eager to start with copying. But again, how did I get in touch with music mm. by listening, copying, singing another song. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I resonate with that as well. I mean, for me it was more copying a technique. It wasn't really copying whole tracks, but yeah. Especially or electronic then, yeah. music. Yeah, it was just a particular sound. So for me it was like, what, what's with this 80s sound? You know, what's this massive big reverb and you know, all of this kind of stuff. And you try and copy elements of it. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not saying it's wrong because I don't think there's a right or wrong way, right? Just to be clear for people who are listening. Yeah, yeah I mean, I kind of copied little bits and bobs. Um, and like her or not, all of the music that I listened to when I was a kid, what you know, what my father was listening to, that kind of came out in the mix. Yeah. Even though I didn't see it until later on, I was like, wow, okay, that's from that kind of thing. Because it just happens, right? And if you let go of any any kind of control of it, I think that's where the, the good thing happens, you know, the sweet spot or that's where the magic happens, right? Yeah. Uh, and I guess the, again, I don't want to put in anything about you have to put 
so many hours before you get great because we've talked about this before haven't we I, I don't buy that right but the more you do it as you said the more that you probably won't copy it doesn't make sense because you'll find your own rhythm you'll find exactly. your own way forward yeah and, and you yeah, start living and breathing it yeah yeah for yeah. sure and and that just happens naturally uh, yeah because so many people ask me so well you know what should i do and it's exactly that just take a few steps forward and this, for me, I'm a big believer. I don't really want to give someone the advice. You know, you must do this or this should be a starting point. But yeah, very generally, I love the fact you said, you know, copy something, just look at something that you resonate with or, you, or excites you. And then that, I'm hazard, I guess, would really lead to something, you know, a starting point. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I also do is... Um, but the thing is, yeah, it's really difficult because I have not experienced a blog um, for a long, long time. But what, what I would do and what I did in the past is going back to look at what I already created. Sometimes I look at stuff that is two or three years or maybe even longer. I just put out um, a poem mm. from, I think it was from the 2000s or I even read stuff from the 90s. Yeah. Like, oh, nice. And then it inspired me and, oh, Maybe I can do this or, you know, just take something old and recreate it, co-create with this, um, mm, with this yeah. stuff or recreate something and go back. And another good thing is that I never see it right away. Uh, I just do stuff. This is the only painting I like that I did. The other paintings that I do is like, oh, well, I lose interest and I think, oh, no, well, it's not really good or whatever. So, But when I then look back and look back at what I did, I feel like, wow, I did that. Mm. So it helps me also to feel good. Yeah. And I feel open and I allow myself to be proud. And yeah. this puts me also in a good mood and gives me more confidence. And this, re, you know, helps me to create or go out there and start doing anything uh, that I've maybe asked to be created yeah. for. Let's go back to that. What you've just said there is really cool because, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I can agree on that point as well because looking back on my own music, there's lots of things I'm like, oh, I'm not proud of that. And it, luckily it's not there commercially right now or <laughs> out there. But then years pass, months, days, whatever, and then I listen to stuff. You know, just by accident, so I was looking at, through the hard drive and I find an old project. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. I made that. Yeah. I might yeah. not put it out there, but it's just a nice reminder, right? And then it's that, fascinating, yeah. Yeah, and then that leads to more work, right? It inspires you to get creative in another way, right? And yeah. it, start, it gets you to start other projects. I've actually gone and worked on stuff that was years old because for whatever reason at the time, I, I didn't buy it. Um, and now I understand how it works very clearly for me. It's kind of, I've got nothing on it. It's just, yeah. will that work? Am I actually getting a buzz out of it? So for me, is it making me move? So from a music standpoint, Am I dancing around the studio? Am I getting excited about it? That's, that's a good starting point. Yeah. If I'm sitting there going, hmm, hmm, that's probably time to just let it go. And <laughs> funny, I've actually, out of pure rage and frustration, actually even deleted certain bits of art or something <laughs> because I was, oh, you know, it's no good and all of that stuff. Uh, but then I, I just think that's hilarious now because I've got nothing on it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more you just look at it from the perspective of, is it going to light me up? Am I getting a buzz out of doing this? You know, when I go in that space, you know, that nice creative space, that's it, right? That's what we're all seeking. 
And exactly. that's all I'm looking for yeah. now. The rest yeah. of it for me is secondary. Obviously, if you, you know, you, you have a project commercially, there has to be certain things you need to do. And that sometimes can be a challenge, right? But even that for me now, if I approach something creatively, I do it that way. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. a starting point, there's a, a rough structure, but I'm not putting the pressure on myself in that way. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, can't, I cannot even explain why it doesn't make sense, but it just, for me, I don't want that, right? It's simply yeah. like I think creativity or creative output is simply not working like this. It, it doesn't function. It's, yeah, that's the point, right? It's, it's, it's very hard to describe yeah. or grab, um, but it's, it's just like that. <laughs> we never work like this. It's not like um, AI can do all the other stuff. I always say, yeah. you know, well, that's it. it. We're not all going to take over right? those things uh, that are yeah. structures where you can see you have to do one yeah. certain task, but um, thinking creatively or using imagination and, and creating mm. something from scratch that, that involves something that our, only our brain can do. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point because I really. I will never buy that, that we can be algorithmic. I, I, we can follow patterns and we can pretend to be robotic, right? But actually... Our, and structure our, helps, yeah. Yeah, of course. And it's, it's nice <laughs> to have depending on what you're doing, right? But yeah, we're not algorithms. We are human beings and human beings are innately creative, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I get excited about the AI stuff and machine learning and where that can go. Because the, the computers aren't the problem. It's more the humans who design the code that I'm I worried think, about yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, if they can take away all of that stuff that we don't need to do and allow us to be more creative. And I guess that's what you were pointing at before, right? That our jobs are going to change massively. You know, the human race in the next decade or yeah. two, I, I can't even predict, you know, even though I'm looking, Mira and I do a lot of research about the future and technology. And like your friend who's... Um, Data scientists, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're more and more of these analysts and data scientists. Yeah. I love this stuff. I mean, I'm not really deeply into it. I learned basic coding, really basic. But I fast learned that I, you know, I just don't have the time to go that deep. But I found it fascinating for that simple fact that it, initially I thought, wow, that's going to be a total nightmare. It's too much in terms of the math and all of that. But once you've learned the patterns, it's really creative, right? Like you were saying about your friend, it's a deeply creative role because you could go in any direction with that stuff, just like an artist, whether you pick up a brush, whether you're using a microphone or a musical instrument. That would. It's how you connect with different life um, life areas, right? And and just push the development there. Yeah, and data is the... I can't even imagine now, yeah. Yeah, so there's a blank canvas and then data is the actual creative building blocks right and you can go yeah. in any direction with it yeah i really hope for for the companies that um so the only concern that i have that is probably mm. that the majority of the companies will not pick up this technology um fast enough because even right now we're at a level where ai could uh, take over probably half of our jobs the admin staff already but the companies are not, um, maybe it's too expensive or you don't have the right uh, time investment or people who mm. to really leverage this technology. Yeah. But do you think that? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I get the same. And I, I pondered these questions. I love this stuff, right? I love talking about it. I know we're deviating a little bit. But uh, yeah, 
Is it not that there's a lot of fear as well? Because when I speak to people about it and engage them, the people in that world who would speak to, you know, their currency, their language is writing code. They really get it. You know, they really believe that it's going to be something that will really help the human race. But there's also humans, let's be honest, that for self, you know, they'll look for self-gain. People like to collect stuff, especially money, unfortunately, when they could be sharing that, you know, all of that joy out. Uh, and I'm a hazard guess that quite, you know, the corporations out there might not be too comfortable with us spending more time on the creative endeavors that we all want to do. You know, yeah, that, or they're not, or some maybe, or it's, it's a question of do people use it for the right things as well? Because yeah, in my eyes, it can go <laughs> in this direction and can go yeah. in this direction. And I wanted to go in the direction, like they said, with the industrial revolution, mm. um, that to give us more time to give the people um, working less on admin stuff and on the simple tasks so mm. that they can actually come up with new business ideas, you know, um, entrepreneurial thinking is creativity on um, us mm. and coming up with new solutions and really figuring out what's the problem here and there. And this is one thing that I, I really, really hope because to be creative, this I think we talked about this as well, is you need time as well. You can't just yeah, I mean, rest through your whole day yeah. and follow a routine. You need to sit yeah. down. You have to have these daydreaming moments. You need to reflect. You need to really digest everything. And then you are able to connect all of that. And this is where, for me, my ideas are coming from. Yeah, I would say. following a pattern and you have to, you have to, have to, like actually a human robot. Um, and you are, you are a slave to the modern lifestyle. So it's, for mm. me, it's also a question of awareness and maybe wisdom or education behind that. Mm. And then working with the right people who are professionals in those skills. I'm not a coder and mm. I would probably never be, but you, if I would run a company, so I would make sure um, I use those people and I, I have to sit down then really for what do I want to use it for. Mm. I don't want to use it for um, saving money, for example. So the purpose and, and you know, the goals behind it, is, it can be very different. Uh, yeah. So I really hope they use it for um, the good reasons to... Yeah, me too. I mean, I see, yeah, I see many companies, especially being lucky being based in Berlin, and I guess you can see it because London's very... You know, creative, and it's a, you know, it's one of the biggest cities in the world where there's a lot of technology-based. Yeah. So I see many cool things, like um, helping me in the studio as a musician. Some people, you know, there's certain camps that say, "Oh my God, it's going to automate me. I won't be a musician anymore." I really don't believe that. If I use an algorithm in the studio, which I've been using many times anyway, but now it's getting to the point where I can actually have a virtual studio buddy who can sit and write chords with me as I come up with ideas. I think that's amazing, right? Yeah. And then there's the other side of the coin where AI has been used for non-creative endeavors, especially on the military side of things, where that, that scares the life out of me. But the, yeah. again, at the core of it, it's just humans. And that's the thing. It's We can take it into really deeply creative areas and really help humanity 
free our time up, right? As yeah, you said, exactly. so our work, yeah, you know, our working week shouldn't be what it is now. I, I still cannot believe that we're, you know, the, the the model is still five day working week, or you know, for some people even more, six seven days. We should be working at least two, three, four days a week maximum, if if you're doing a job that's not creative, and then all of the all of this new technology would allow us to work on the creative stuff. And the thing is, I'm, what are, I don't know about you, but I'm noticing a lot more, and I guess because we're probably looking both in the same area, right, that I speak to many people who are from the corporate world who really believe that creativity should be at the core of their company values, their mission, you know. So that really warms my heart because I actually, for a good few years when I couldn't really see it myself and I was struggling, as you said, in a role, um, where really nothing resonated with me at the time, then, you know, I can see that it is starting to change. The seeds of change are, are there and it's starting to ripple outward in a, in a good way. And I guess the more we yeah. share, you know, and talk about this stuff and actually mirror and I's passion in life in terms of the mind takeaway is really engaging businesses, both large and small, and saying to them, look, you know, how, how are you with creativity and innovation? You know, where do you want to go with that? Do you realize that that's probably going to do more for your top line than any any other thing that you, you know, deploy yeah. within your organization? They have, I think they realize that um, with with the future and the really fast change that what, what helps you um, being adjustable, adopting to change is innovation and being, you know, changing quickly, being open for change and change comes also from um being different, um, trying different things. And, and this is where creativity skills um, come in, right? Yeah. I think they realize that they can't, it's just not working anymore with, with, um, with this really rigid structure. The world has changed. And then mm. also look at the, uh, the younger generations. They, um, they grow up much more with an entrepreneurial mindset and they're trying out more things and then, you want to press them and put them into um, an eight-hour day life, you know, and think, you know, I can't do this. Um, this is not how I, you get the best out of yeah. me. And this is probably yeah. what they realize. You don't get the best out of people anymore when you, when you tell them what to do all the time and when you tell them when to do it. So this will open up more and more and more slowly, but yeah. definitely. Wow, that's, a, that's a whole other topic as well, because I love that as well. And yeah, I mean, the more we, more we trust people, the more we develop people in a in a way that where we can support all of their passions, right? Because I don't know about you as a leader, I learned the hard way, you know, at a young age when I tried to manage people by telling them what to do and micromanaging and all of that. I fast learned that that was not the way. And as soon as I build trust, and again, the more creative I've got as a leader, and the more I've been able to you know, support the people I'm responsible for, the better the output in terms of, you know, they, they have you back and they're, they're probably going to be, let's be honest, more productive, right? Yeah. Because they feel like they've got autonomy. They're, they're able to make some exactly. decisions. And I guess that, that for me, the key has always been really honest with them, showing them that actually as another fellow human being, once I've got that connection and yeah. built trust with them, that actually I can make mistakes as well. I'm not impervious to the mistakes, you know, simply because I'm 
you know, I might be some levels up from you and I'm responsible for your well-being doesn't mean to say I can't mess shit up, you know. It's, it's no. And it's amazing that people find it a little bit uncomfortable if they've had horrible bosses before, but then they fast realise, wow, he's actually another human being. He's got my back. And that saved me many times when I've had projects where I've been getting bashed from, you know, the, the powers of the be upstairs. <laughs> and then I found out that my team have really dug deep and helped me out simply because I've actually had the back and I've showed them that, you know, I'm just a human being like them. And I think that's, that's missing in many organizations, the way they, you know, they train their leaders. And I don't know why. I mean, I'm guessing you think the same as well, but I'm noticing there's this, you know, there's definitely a steady shift towards more innovation, more disruption models. And I'm guessing, as you said, it's, it's simply because generations nowadays, people are growing up with a totally different way of seeing the world. Because uh, like or not, it's completely changed. But weirdly enough, and for me, it seems bizarre that we're still stuck in a factory model, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah kind of it nine does. to five, yeah. you know, this religious. Uh, and again, it's having a strain on the planet because it's making humans all gather together at the same time, bizarrely, when the technology that we already have, even machine learning, learning and AI aside, we already have, you know, fast internet we can all sit at home and do most of the job or most of the work that we, you know, go into an office for. I guess the only difference with remote work, and because I know you do this as well, you work from home sometimes as well. I actually found it a little bit isolating initially, even though I was grateful to have that time to concentrate. Because I know we've talked about this, right? The social beings, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sometimes when we, we need to concentrate on something, even though people say, oh, I can multitask, I can juggle two, three, four, five, six things. Let's be honest, that's not really true, is it? To really focus on something and get really deeply creative, you, need, you do need a bit of space and time. Yeah. Even though I do believe that when time's not, you know, you don't feel like you've got enough time to do things, you can always find a few hours here and there. And then if you, you know, if you can just concentrate those hours on that creative thing that you want to do, then I don't know about you, but I've felt that that's been really useful for me in the past. Whereas sometimes I had no time or thought I didn't, and then I'd do a few hours in there. And then other days or in, when was it? I think back in 2013, I had a whole year, which was quite rare to work on an album. And I actually struggled because sometimes not having the deadlines and stuff like that actually was a little bit of a hurdle. So that's why I always say to people, I point them to the fact that would you really be productive as you think you would be if you had the whole year? I know you've got a job and you've got to pay your bills, but you've got a few days a week where you can go deep on that project or that passion. Wouldn't that be a good starting point? Mm -hmm. That you Yeah. Well, there it comes back to really finding out who everybody is, you know, it's um, and creativity and leading people boils down to being very individual. Creativity is individual. No person has the same creativity output or is creative like the other one. Yeah. And it's the same with um, leading and getting out the best of people with looking who they are, how do they work best and how can you leverage the creativity or how can you actually get out the best, yeah, get the best out of them? And this is 
involves a lot of communication. And yeah, um, yeah for me, for example, the communication is one of the, the basic things that we human need to master and constantly um, develop and relearn to mm. make that able for an I mean, I, I found out only very late, for example, why uh, probably sometimes I'm, I'm not productive at work or why I was um, um, feeling so exhausted afterwards. It is, it is the, the type of work, it is maybe it didn't change a lot. So I need to change. I always need to change. I want to be with the people in the office and I need the collaboration and I need to be in meetings. But then also I have stuff where I don't want to see anyone. I want to be happy you have quiet we have some construction work uh, next door that drove me yeah. sometimes a little bit crazy <laughs> and you know yeah. i realized oh my goodness what's going on with yeah. me and um i you know the whole it starts in that you think negatively and that impacts everything so it's always coming back um finding out what you personally what's your preference how do you work best and it's an ongoing um, challenge. It's nothing like um, we had this so much this this week. There's so many things. They are a marathon in life, and they're not a sprint. You don't just find it out and, and get the results with yeah. with one quick thing. You have to go the long journey, and you know it's an ongoing and being mm. aware of this. Yeah, yeah, that's useful because I, I hear this many times with people who are following their passions or getting creative. And again, just to be clear. It, sometimes not in an artistic way, but they're getting creative in, you know, could be running a charity or a non-for-profit company. It could be anything. But I hear the same thing again, that, it's, that there's no real straight road to it. You know, it might happen really quick, but a lot of the times it requires a bit of patience and just going with the flow, right? And actually, yeah. I know that sounds cheesy, but just taking a few steps forward and not worrying about not knowing to the nth degree every, all the little details you know, and I think that's been useful for me that when I freak out a bit over a project or, oh my God, you know, how is this going to play out? As soon as my mind settles, I'm like, actually, that's okay. You know, we've got as far as we have done, what next? Yeah. And just getting curious about the what next bit rather than freaking out and panicking exactly. about it. Yeah. That's a whole new ball game, right? Because if you get curious, you get excited. It's like, oh, well, what are the possibilities? And I, know I that's, think that's one of the drivers as well for um, people who are already using their creativity. They're curious. They, they can't stop gaining knowledge or they are very thirsty, knowledge yeah. thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think for, for anything in life, humans, we are innately curious and we just, we just don't see it sometimes. And then we get confused about fear and then we get fearful about stuff that actually should be really cool, right? So for me, yeah. it's like, is that really true? So it, it, it's not even taking a step back. It's just having an internal dialogue that, you know, people in the past used to say, oh, you must be mad, you're talking to yourself. But I actually find that to be very useful, right? It's having that dialogue. So is that really true? You know, am I really fearful or is it just, a, it's, it's going to be a change? And actually, there's some cool possibilities that could happen. And then your mind settles. As you say, you could go out, you know, do some exercise, come back and then once your mind's clear it's like ah okay i'm gonna go this way and i don't know about you what do you think about the structure around when you start a project i like to have something right and again just to be clear everyone works differently but i used to stifle my creative ability by 
wanting to know all the answers when you can't, right? I cannot predict the future. I've tried. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? No. So for me, it's just rough structure. This is how it's going to be. That's enough. And I'm grateful that that's the starting point. For me, that's where the magic has been, really, because I don't need anything else, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And when I approach um, some things to... I, I told you I don't have the... Uh, the problem that I don't have ideas is then taking yeah. one idea and really making it and putting yeah. it into practice. And what I've learned a little bit from my background, from, from working and just from also my Germanic German background being very structured and planning and organizing, mm. it helps a lot. So, and it helps a lot with um, putting a little bit of plan in, mm. in or making, making a little plan to stick to it and giving it a little bit uh, a time frame, but also at the same time I'm very relaxed with this and I said I'm not stressing mm. myself if I don't get there if I don't do this because then I'm not leveraging probably the full potential. But it yeah. helps me to give something to start with something, mm. have an idea. What I've learned from from others is give myself and all you know brief myself or something and give give it a goal give it um, a direction and with some things i have a clear vision of the outcome if it, if i'm not reaching this again i'm not freaking out and i'm not stressing and then mm. with other things i just go with the flow like the yeah. painting and think okay let's have a look how where where it takes me i have no idea yeah. and the think, yeah the best thing all of this is when yeah. i do this you know, for me, it's, yes, looking back and being happy then, as I told you, is being mm. proud and feeling cool. I've created something that's satisfaction at the end. But for me, just being in the moment when I do this, it's, it works yeah. uh, as a meditation. It works as a calm down. It, it helps me to leverage um, even other things, getting other ideas, um, oh, so many, many things. But meditation, uh, um, yeah, like, it's like medicine. It's like, um, it's just like a little holidays mm. and it is feeling really in the moment and feeling present and feeling happy, feeling content yeah. with my life. And well, correct me if I'm wrong. I can do something. <laughs> yeah, creativity is meditation, right? Just getting in that state of pure creative flow, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that, that for me is very therapeutic. You know, people talk about, art therapy and all of this I, I think humans have that it's pre-baked in us and we don't lose it right so whatever we apply creativity to that always sorts me out i guess for us because we gravitate towards creative endeavors more than say a person who doesn't believe the creative it's just that we're closer to it right and i think yeah. you hit the nail on the head when you said it's just about being present you don't have to do anything to get there because it just happens anyway and the only time we're not present is when we're thinking about stuff. <laughs> That's it. exactly. It's as simple as that. And it, it, it is tricky because the more you do it, the more you get used to that, right? And you get comfortable with it. And I love what you said about, yeah, it's nice to have a bit of structure. Um, and similar to you, you know, I've had it drummed into me from the corporate world, you know, having a plan and all of this stuff. But as soon as I took away the expectation bit and just got curious, mm -hmm. like, oh, well, okay, it didn't go according to that plan, but there's still yeah. a structure there. And okay, it didn't happen today, no problem. Whereas before, and I'd hazard to guess many people listen to this, they 
put something to it and they put a lot of weight um, and then when it doesn't happen, you know, it goes south, you know, the wheels come off and then they start to attach something external which doesn't even exist, right? It's um, it's probably also, I mean, a true creative. I've never met people who are doing just creative stuff to get recognition for, you know, in our like, like mm. and dislike world. And this is some, yeah, this is where I, for example, also check in with myself um, regularly. Is that something you do just because you want to be famous or I caught this um, I, I get annoyed by this comment by the way these days when someone say oh you are painting you're doing this or let me know when you become famous and rich and like, this is not why I'm doing this it's um, yeah me too it's I not annoying when, 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 yeah. when it happens fine you know when I can say something okay but yeah. you get the wrong idea about what's uh, what I'm doing here with this and when people um, start doing on you know, stressing themselves with mm. reaching something because they want the recognition, then um, I am very doubtful that they are doing, they're doing more harm to themselves than um, actually well, good. Yeah, I mean, not so much harm, maybe the not helping their own psychology sometimes yeah. a bit of yeah. stuff. But just to be clear, and I don't ever believe just from experience of in the mind itself, you can't really do any damage, but we we can you know, we can create lots of scary thoughts, right, and torture ourselves, but we don't come to any physical harm. But yeah, I guess people just lose out on that amazing thing that you can find, right? Joy, love, all of that creative energy that exists. Yeah. And I guess if you're, yeah, if you're trying to measure it by, and I've done it, I got stuck as a musician, likes who were following us, you know, in, in the very start, because I stopped making music way before social media, right? But it's amazing how I suddenly got convinced that we need to have a page. It started off with um, MySpace, was it, back in the day? Yeah, and yeah. Facebook and all this other stuff, right? And it, Yeah, I guess if you focus on that part, the creative bit becomes a hassle and you don't end up enjoying it and you forget why you started it, right? And I speak to kids who are like, yeah, I want to be famous. And I'm like, well, what, what's that going to get you? I want to be like David Guetta, you know, the DJ. And I'm like, well, okay. And I want to have thousands of YouTube followers. And I'm saying, well, is that really going to make you happy? What about making music? Yeah, so it's interesting that I never looked at it that way as a kid. I was just like, oh, my God, what is that sound? You know, the music just blew my mind from a technology standpoint and also yeah. What is that? I need to make that myself. And it, it was just a calling. It, it never occurred to me to make money first. Uh, or again, because <laughs> we're lucky enough to grow up pre-social media, pre-digitization, right? Exactly, so yeah. me, it was just like, it's something I need to do. And then, and then it got more and more. The only reason I make music, if I'm honest, is because it lights me up. It, it is therapeutic for me. If I'm selfishly, it, it, it gives me everything I need just by going through that process. But yeah, I, I totally get that because there's a lot of people nowadays that really don't see it. And um, yeah. yeah, maybe they need a little bit of, um, maybe these are the, the people we can encourage to have a look yeah. at from a different way, you know, and stop. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a simple misunderstanding, right? Famous and, yeah, mm. and experience in it. You're guiding them to the experience and looking at actually what, what, what more they can enjoy with it. 
Yeah, and it's not. I don't think it's difficult to do. You know, that, as I said, when I speak to people who are, they seem excited about starting something, but then they tell me it's it's kind of likes first, um, success first, and passion later. It's trying to gently pull them back into reality. You know, it's like, oh, really? Will that get you what you want? And you know, because it, it's we, we all get stuck as humans, right? It's I'll be happy when. You know, yeah. I'll be happy when I've got more money in my account. I'll be happy when someone buys my art, you know, that kind of thing. But you'll only be happy, as you said, if you spend more time in the present. And that just means doing what you love. Exactly. And then when yeah. you hear that, you're like, oh, my God, really? It's that simple? You just go out and be passionate about whatever it is that lights you up. It's like, yeah, duh. And making, the time, <laughs> and making really the time for... Um, yeah. Exploring this, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, last uh, was, I don't know if it was last night or the night before, uh, maybe it was like, should we get rid of Netflix? And I was like, because, mm. <laughs> you know, I could get sucked into, you know, binge watching some pointless series. And then I was like, yeah, that's a great idea because other than that, we don't really watch TV. Uh, it might be because my German's not so good, so we're not watching <laughs> so much domestic German TV, you know, so... The TV's only ever on if it's, you know, we're streaming some kind of series or watching a documentary. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, practice what you preach. You know, we're coaching people on how to get the time back <laughs> or creative. But why am I binge watching these pointless series when I can actually, you know, there's hours and hours that I can take back and use in a more creative way. Uh, yeah, so that's I'm true. grateful for Mira to point me back to that because she was like, duh, yeah, come on. You, you can use that time for more passionate things or reading the book. And I was like, yeah. But it's amazing how much we convince ourselves that we need and want all of these other things. And then, then we go off and tell another human being that we're not creative or we haven't got the time to do something. Uh, sometimes I see, yeah. I see a little bit <laughs> a difference of how people cope with this. Um, I have observed a little bit that... Um, people who had take care of themselves, like for example, kids. I was uh, a kid and my parents both worked. So, and I was home earlier than them and I had mm. to take care of myself and I had to, how do you say, I have to entertain myself. Yeah. And I got used to it and I feel comfortable with and I'm not getting bored by myself. And then you have people who were never in these positions and especially, it depends really on the education of the parents and they got Mm -hmm. entertained by their parents all the time. They never figured out how to entertain myself. Mm -hmm. Those ones are, it's, it's just, it's my, my experience. It doesn't need to mm -hmm. be for everyone. But they are likely to um, go on Netflix and to distract themselves or just spending too much time on social media to only consume but not producing. And they're also sometimes the ones who just um, fleeing from from everything, they can't sit down. They can't be with themselves. They can't reflect. Mm. They can't be um, like again. Like it, it brings me always back to my childhood when I was happy with just being by myself. Give me some pens and a paper, draw something, or you know, just um, take the time and enjoy mm. it. Really being in the moment, and I still remember those moments. And yeah, they distract themselves because they they feel uncomfortable. So yeah, I, I think it. Can't, yeah. leverage then the time yeah. to to push their own self-development and going and mm. asking themselves hey can i can i not be more yeah I, I think, create something yeah i think there's a lot of people who've had that experience and i think i grew up again you know having a lot of time on my own 
which was amazing. But also my parents did a hell of a lot for me as well. But they they some somehow knew that I needed to play, you know. And I had I remember having like buckets of Lego and just mm. sitting there for hours building crazy stuff. Or just again, I think I got like my first keyboard and a tape deck and I was just away. People couldn't even, you know, people had to come and force me away from my room because I just wanted to spend time in that world, right? Yeah. But I think the good news is even if you've spent that life where everyone's done something for you and you haven't had quiet downtime just to reflect and go deep into some creative space, it really is just the thought away, right? That That's what I've learned as a coach that, we can easily help or point or support people back to that creative energy just by showing them or pointing them that there's another option. And actually, as soon as that person who, you know, 10 minutes ago told me they weren't creative and then suddenly the light comes on, that's for me why I do what I'm doing, right? I did this a lot of times. I just took my friend's. I was, um, when I'm very comfortable and close with my friends, I can be myself. And then I get direct and just say, you know, look, if you're going doing this, you will never, you know, have time for this. And then I I can be very direct, yeah, direct with them and just say, and for example, I took one friend um, a couple of years ago and I said, let's sit down, let's have a session, a glass of wine and just paint. Another one I just created in a session in the garden and we painted on our clothes and on the jeans. Mm said come on get out you know bring a jeans that you don't really like anymore you want to you know make it a little bit more interesting let's do this and then step by step that brought me to doing these sessions at work where I say okay guys let's sit down let's have a lunch time and use one hour just to sit down and be creative and feeling like um yeah like a back when you were younger and had time to just explore and go with the flow be listening to music they can ask me uh, some tips if they want to have some technique knowledge, mm. if they want yeah. to draw a little bit better, etc. But it's just like um, using this time and um, taking a break, taking a mental break as well from the whole spinning, fast working world. And yeah, this over, over, over stimulation, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, and then what yeah. you were doing, because I know we've talked about this offline before, that, yeah you've started doing these sessions creatively with your colleagues. And I think that's great because we tend to, you know, when, when I was doing the hustle, you know, having a chock a day, I barely got time to eat, let alone do something creative in my break, right? So because <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of people are like, oh my God, I haven't got time to do that. And stuff. But I'm guessing the people that do it feel wonderful after, right? Yeah, they feel happy. Yeah. They ask for more. Mm. And you know, different things. Some are really p- proud that they produce something. Um, the others think, okay, it, it is really this therapeutic and, uh, you know, taking the time and having a proper mental break mm. from all the emails, etc. They are happy. And I was surprised that they asked for more, that they are engaged and that really committed to coming. It's like, oh, how nice. Yeah. I didn't expect that. <laughs> but that gave me also a clear sign that, okay, I can do something here, you know, I can give that. Yeah, that's really cool. And correct yeah. me wrong, that sounds like this should be a default position in all corporate companies where, and I know they have some, I'll be honest, they sound like bullshit jobs, you know, happiness and all this, happiness advisor. And to be fair, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, someone's going to bash me for <laughs> saying this, but they seem to be kind of furniture roles where, 
if they had someone who was just there purely to drive creativity, but with no stiffness or project plan or thinking about the top line, that's probably where the juice is as well, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing yeah. that more and more people who, you know, they, they just gravitate towards you because I'm sure that the, the message in your work is probably spread like wildfire now that, you know, you're, you're offering this, you know, in breaks and lunches and stuff. So I'm, I'm guessing you're only going to get more people signing up. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, let's see you next time we'll be soon, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe it's a model that if, it's, if it carries on that way that, you know, maybe it should be more of a permanent thing in companies. Because I've said this to other people as well and I've heard them. Yeah. In the others, yeah. With my company, it's, it's, it's so nice that they really empower everyone. So if, if I take this, I own this and mm. I can do this and I can drive this. No one says anything. If people don't have time and then they have strictly meetings with mm. clients, of course, this is the priority. They of course, not. yeah. But this is the, good, the really, really great thing about my company that they... they they had this idea of putting lunches mm. and learn sessions in, um, leveraging the passions and the hobbies of everybody, um, giving the rooms, making it so easy. I don't feel, you know, I, I wouldn't even question, I don't feel uncomfortable. I know I own this, I can drive this, and it's mm. absolutely my responsibility to, to make it a regular thing and to, to develop and even mm. bring more people in and maybe even make it in a in a virtual way, because right now we're doing this in the UK office, but why not connecting it to our Düsseldorf office and to mm. our Paris office as well, and sitting down and taking yeah. yeah this this extra hour. But it is what I like with them. They say, okay, this is your idea. You own it. Drive it. Sounds wonderful that they allow that to happen because it's yeah, because many yeah. companies don't right. And again, it's going back to what we said earlier that. It's not that anyone's bad. It's just that it's a fear that says, oh my God, if we allow them to get creative, what else will they do? Mm-hmm. Well, they, no, the, the what else will they do should be, wow, let's just light, light the fuse and, and step back because I'm sure it's going to be wonderful, right? Yeah. And the more people that look at that and be comfortable about it, I'm guessing. Not judging it. Yeah. Well, that's it because employee engagement for exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to yeah. drive that without you do spending and throwing lots of money on it because it's a natural thing. We all want to be more creative. So therefore, for me, the more creative you are equals the more engaged you are as an employee, right? Yeah. Okay, well, that's a, I think that's a good place to leave it. I really, I really enjoyed this uh, conversation. Me too. I'm sure we could go on for hours. If people Always. Want, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, um, whether it's to talk about what we've just talked about then, you know, the workshops that you're doing or your blog or your art, uh, what's the best way of people reaching out to you? I think the, the best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, under my name, uh, Janine Merman, or on my website, colorresco.com. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. That's been really cool. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mind Takeaway podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share with your friends.